Yes, I have been drinking heavily during the entire program today. <laughs> Zero sugar vitamin water. Thank you very much. Um, anyway, welcome. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. So, uh, why are we talking about booze and alcohol today? Because the uh, Department of Agriculture, now, why the Department of Agriculture is involved in this and not uh, some health related department of the federal government is beyond me. I mean, if the cows and cattle were drinking, I think maybe the Ag Department might have a say. But um, the previous recommendations were, for your health, no more than two alcoholic beverages per day per man and no more than one alcoholic beverage per day for a woman. And they're thinking about changing that and going the Canadian route and uh, two drinks per week for a man, one drink a week for a woman. Got to tell you something, most people I know in western New York um, it, that's just not that, that's not going to happen. So what 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 is your drinking situation? How how much do you drink? Are you an everyday drinker? Uh, could you see yourself if you are currently a drinker? Could you see yourself limiting yourself to two in a whole week? I mean, I I couldn't. I go out every night. What do you want me to say? I mean, it's not uh, it's not something I've got a problem with. I don't think. And, um, you know, it's just it's just not it's just not a big deal. Eight oh three oh nine thirty star nine thirty and one eight hundred six one six W.B.E.N. Two drinks a week. So I'd like to hear from people who don't drink. I'd like to hear from people who drink. I'd like to hear uh, what you think the line is. How many drinks in a week would it take for you to say somebody is an alcoholic? Uh, let's see. Let's If somebody has two drinks a day, seven days in a week, that's 14 drinks in a week. Does that make them an alcoholic in your view? Does 20 drinks a week make them an alcoholic in your view? What makes them an alcoholic? Um, 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. I would like to just remind you, though, of this historical fact. Adolf Hitler did not drink alcohol. Winston Churchill, Joseph Stalin, and Franklin Roosevelt were all alcoholic. Who won World War II? I'm just saying. Uh, it's uh, time we hear to uh, Neil in uh, Forestville. Neil, you're on WBEN. Hello. Cheers, Tom. Uh, cheers. I left my vitamin water zero to you. Well, I, uh, over the last couple of years, have kind of backed away from alcohol because uh, it can grab a hold of you, but... Uh, I wanted to call and let you know that there's quite a few of those NA beers that uh, they actually allow you to still kind of melt into the scene without everybody being like, why aren't you drinking? Uh, recently, I, I started uh, Corona as a new NA. It is fabulous. A couple limes in there, and you don't even know the difference. Okay, but um, look, I, I'm sorry, but aren't you way past the point in life where you should really give a rat's patootie what people think of you and whether or not you're drinking? I couldn't care less if I go into a place and I get a club soda. Somebody walks up to me and says, how come you're drinking club soda? I'm going to say, because I think you're pretty hot, dude, and then they grab him by the crotch. Well, I'm a pretty popular person. People kind of like me, so maybe, you know, they buy me drinks. I don't know if that happens in your life. Uh, all the time, yeah. Um, not that I'm popular. I have to watch out for the roofling. Um, but anyway, um, it's out of the system very soon, but boy, does it have an effect. So anyway, um, I learned that from the movies. So uh, I've only had like one sip 
or two sips of N.A. beer in my life, I was unimpressed. And I suspect that N.A. beer is like any other food or beverage that we might consume. For example, um, I love Indian food. And people, some people look at me as if I'm, you know, Satan personified when I say, I'm really fond of Indian food. I could eat it breakfast, lunch, and dinner every single day. Uh, and, and they, they, you know, they, people have different tastes is what I'm trying to communicate ineffectively. Well, as soon as you say Indian food, you know, I'm a native, so I, I assumed you were eating, you know. <laughs> no, no, we're talking New Delhi, uh, India, you know, Bombay, Madras, that that kind of Indian food, the subcontinent of enjoy, India. I too enjoy the chicken masala. Oh man, after my own heart there. Uh, okay, well, how about Thai food? You like that? Yes, I. You know, any of the in, uh, Indish, indigenous or island cuisine. Uh, I'm a Greek uh, in my, you know, other side, so. I, I enjoy all foods. I, it's hard to say no to uh, any, anybody's fresh food, uh, rice. And, and uh, let me okay. Let me just give you an example of okay. I refuse to eat Chinese food. It has nothing to do with politics. It has everything to do with the fact that exactly a half hour after I eat Chinese food, I feel like absolute crap. Like all I want to do is sit on the couch and do nothing for the rest of the day. When I eat Indian food, I'm energized. Thai food, I feel magnificent. Korean food, only had it once, but it was it I felt like I was nutriated. Chinese food, man, it makes me feel sluggish and crappy. Not literally, but um okay, I, I so I believe that's probably I believe that that's probably to go Chinese food. I mean, like what they eat on the island, you know, like is probably different. I mean, you can cook Chinese food fresh without the MSG, the oils, the 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 the, the junk. You don't eat any of that. Yeah, I'm just not. Uh, you know what? I used to be a fan of it. I'm just not a big fan of Chinese food uh, anymore. Um, so Neil in Forestville putting in a plug for uh, Corona uh, non-alcohol beer. But seriously, Neil, at this point in your life, I mean, you've been calling the show for pretty much as long as I've been on the air. I think you should be way past the point where you care what your friends say about what you are drinking. I mean, I couldn't care less if I, you know, if I get a cranberry juice, people razz me about, and I do, like every single day I get a cranberry juice. And it has nothing to do with any urinary issue. I just like the taste of cranberry juice. And people always make it, well, not always, but a lot of people make the comment, hey, how's that infection doing? And I usually say, well, your wife should know. She gave it to me. Um, <laughs> it's a big hit in the bar, I'll tell you. Um, anything else from you, sir? Yeah, actually, uh, you know, I've been doing the Connery impression for quite some time. Yes. But uh, Connery. They actually had so many women. They named a disease after me, Conorrhea. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Say goodbye, Neil. Ciao. Ciao. <laughs> All right. Um, we like Neil. He's a fine fellow. Let's go to uh, Dominic in uh, Erie, PA. Dominic, you are on. Hello. Hello. Um, I, I'd just like to say that, you know, I don't care if people drink. As long as they're not driving on the sidewalk, I, I could care less how much or how often. I I don't drink uh, just because I, you know, just kind of don't. I mean, if I wanted something, I'd go get it. But uh, my main issue with, with this whole government uh, interloping is where do they get the authority to even discuss this? 
They uh, don't need to be stepping out of line all the time anymore. Well, you know what? I would equate this to like the uh, National Weather Service issuing a snow advisory. Um, nothing's the, the world isn't going to stop. Uh, so when the Ag Department <laughs> makes a recommendation, I think it's just that, a recommendation. They're not going to be sending out – well, I'm sorry, at least at this point, sir, they're not going to be sending out the alcohol police and say, excuse me, but you've had three drinks this week. We're going to have to take your tongue away as a fine. Well, I, I, I agree with your point, but I'm still paying their salary to do this. Yeah, I. but you know what? I, I honestly, my biggest issue with this is I can't figure out why it's the agriculture department and not Fauci or somebody along those lines. Like, I'm sorry, I don't quite understand. The agriculture department, aren't they supposed to make sure my meat is safe, not how much I'm drinking or not drinking? I don't get that jurisdictional issue well, at all. Well, maybe because a lot of alcohol is made with corn. How about that? Uh, you may very well have a point. Speaking of which... I have a question, and I can't believe that nobody's brought this up yet. Um, have you ever had genuine Kentucky or Tennessee moonshine? Oh, absolutely. Oh, I had relatives that would bring it bring it up. Um, and and in Pennsylvania, the state stores used to stock it from from a oh. vendor uh, down south, and it was like four dollars a quart. Uh, let me let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Um, I can handle my alcohol very well. Thank you very much. I went to a friend's house a couple of years ago, and she had um, a jug of legitimate Kentucky or Tennessee moonshine liquor with an appley taste to it. And not, oh, only, yeah, Applejack. not only was it the best stuff I have ever had, it was the strongest stuff I have ever had. And I, I can drink some very strong things and not really have it affect me. Um, let's just say I may have fe- fallen asleep on her couch. I may have. That I, might have actually I happened. I had relatives that used to – relatives of mine, uh, old-timers that used to make it. And you're right. It, uh, it'll uh, wake you up or put you to sleep. Oh, my goodness. I What I wouldn't do for genuine Kentucky or Tennessee moonshine every once in a blue moon. Uh, that That is some seriously yeah. good stuff. Um, but uh, do the state stores in PA? We can't get it here anymore unless we make it. Well, it's not they, they that quit, hard. They quit. Uh, um, yeah, I, I could teach you. It's a relatively simple task. But, uh, oh, I can watch, I can watch the videos on, on YouTube, I'm quite sure. Uh, but, again... I, Jimmy Carter made it legal as long as you're making it to turn into gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> you have a good day now. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate it. <laughs> Jimmy Carter. Uh, Jimmy Carter, let me just say this. One of the worst presidents ever, but the greatest ex-president ever. Jimmy Carter has done more for humanity after leaving the office of President of the United States than most presidents do during their terms of office as Presidents of the United States. I have enormous respect for Jimmy Carter, the man. And I know he's nearing the end of his life. We thought it might have happened a while back, but uh, he is uh, really an exemplar of everything uh, good in America. Never thought I'd say that about Jimmy Carter, but uh, the man, nothing but respect for his uh, post-presidential life. 803-0930, the phone number, star 930 on the cell phone, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Now, speaking of moonshine, 
Um, I remember reading about this a long time ago, but uh, in Ireland, they actually have a potato-based moonshine. Of course they would. Now, I'm going to mispronounce the name, okay? I I know it's not pronounced like it's spelled, at least in our um, tongue here in North America, but it's called Poitin, P-O-I-T-I-N, and I know I'm saying it wrong. I forgot how you say it the right way, but it uh, was mostly rural, made of potatoes, and in some cases, barley. And they used to make it on small stills, originally over peat fires, and it was distilled out to 60 to 90% alcohol by volume and consumed as an unaged spirit. And I know I mispronounced the name. I'm sorry. I'm not up on my uh, not up on my uh, my Gaelic uh, languages apparently, or whatever it would be. Um, it is uh, 4:24. But I did know how to say Sinead O'Connor's name, and I think I should get some points on that. Anyway, uh, it is uh, 4:24 at News Radio 930 WBEN. It's Bowerly. Uh, we're going to continue this uh, talking about alcohol. And uh, in case you are just joining us. The uh, United States Department of Agriculture may uh, institute a recommendation. Now they can't. Well, they can't enforce this. They're not going to send the booze police out. I mean, that's as silly as to think they'd shut down places if people weren't wearing masks. But they're, they're not going to send the, the the booze police out. Uh, they're simply suggesting that for your health, you drink more than two al- uh, no more no more than two alcoholic beverages a week if you're a man and one a week if you are a woman. Current recommendations are no more than two a day if you're a guy, no more than one a day if you are a woman. Now, it is true that people with heart conditions are advised to uh, watch the drinking um, for various uh, and sundry reasons. So, you know, there are legitimate reasons that uh, extend well past the liver. But uh, anyway, we'll see what happens with this. Uh, we're going to continue talking about um, alcohol. I mean, how, you know, one of the things that uh, I don't think we've really gotten into, though, but uh, how, how has alcohol affected your life for the good and, and how has it affected it for the bad? And I've got to ask that question because on the way to the uh, doctor early this morning, who was in an impossible-to-find office by the Northtown Center, oh, my goodness, I've, I've never been so frustrated trying to find a doctor's office in my life. I won't name the surgeon, but damn. Um, I went by the Alex Rice Peace Park, and Alex Rice, uh, many years ago now, uh, was struck and killed, almost decapitated, by a drunk driver. Um, and basically uh, the most serious punishment that could be imposed on the driver was imposed. He beat the most serious rap, but did get uh, convicted of something. I forget what it was, but I think he ended up doing about a year in county, if I'm not mistaken. Um, 803-0930, star 930, and uh, 1-800-616-WBEN. All righty, welcome. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, talking about you and alcohol. Uh, and again, you don't have to give us your real name when you call in. Um, how, how much do you drink? At what point do you think somebody uh, has an alcoholism issue? 
because currently uh, the guidelines from the United States Department of Agriculture uh, say that men are allowed to have two drinks a day, women one drink a day. So if there are seven days in a week, two drinks a day, 14 drinks a week. Is that Does that make somebody an alcoholic, 14 uh, drinks in a week? Um, we might have some proud drinkers out there who say, this is absolute balderdash. I'm not going to go down to two drinks a week, as the new recommendations may suggest, and one drink a week for women. Uh, I, I just I don't think that for most people um, that is a very realistic number, frankly. I mean, that's like less than a quarter of a Bills game. I mean, really? And... Uh, Talking to you about that, um, how, how much do you drink? Is it beer? Is it uh, spiritous liquors? Is it wine? Uh, it seems like every other week a brewery is popping up uh, somewhere in western New York. I mean, there are so many breweries now. We used to be a big beer brewing uh, place in the northeast, and now we've got a whole bunch of these uh just very, very small breweries uh, putting out their own product. I will tell you, I've mentioned this before, maybe once or twice, uh, but I'm just, I'm like not a big beer guy. If I'm going to have a beer, it's probably going to be a Corona, and I can't even tell you the last time I, I had a beer. I mean, it's probably been years. Um, and that doesn't make me a super person because uh, I just enjoy uh, tequila more. And uh, sometimes, uh, you know, a little Basil Hayden. But I uh, got away from that in favor of the tequila because of the calories uh, it, that tequila does not have. It's a low-calorie alcoholic beverage. So I figure I can save some calories uh, that way uh, so I can keep my girlish, uh, slender figure. Um, alcohol has – how has alcohol impacted your life? I mean, we've we've heard from people uh, who drink. We've heard from people who used to drink. We've heard from people who got turned off by people's behavior as they were drinking. Um, how has alcohol affected your life? I mean, we might have some people listening who used to have the world by the tail, and you lost everything because you turned into an alcoholic. Uh, you might have had the world's best, most happiest marriage, and then you lost it all because one person became an alcoholic. And unfortunately, um, as much as I detest the sloppy drunk, the slurring, loud, sloppy drunk, um, I detest the aggressive, nasty, mean, ornery drunk uh, even more because uh, they're dangerous. I mean, they're, 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 the slurring loud ones, you know, they're, they're, you can deal with them. But it's the, uh, it's, it's, it's the violent ones who uh, just give drinking a bad name. Uh, 803, like, how, how much do you drink? How, seriously, how much do you drink? Um, do you keep it at home? And as I've said, the only time I will keep booze at my house is um, if I know that I'm going to have a painful surgery. And you can laugh all you want. You can say, oh, he's rationalizing bad behavior. No, I legitimately use it to, to numb the pain of certain surgeries, okay? Uh, because some surgeries are more painful than others. And in the past couple of years, I've had two extremely painful surgeries. And uh, I'm not going to lie, the, uh, the, the Patron took the edge off of the pain and probably got me back to work sooner because of it. I'm not trying to just make stuff up. That is actually uh, – but that happened. Uh, 803, 
0930 is the phone number. Star 930 on the cell phone and 1-800-616-WBEN. Of course, I could turn that question around and ask also, why do you drink? Uh, I'm going to play my mother here for a minute because she, she didn't drink. And uh, she would say, well, has alcohol ever made anybody a better person? So I'm going to turn that question around to you. Has alcohol made anybody you know a better person? Are you better off for drinking than you would have been had you stayed a non-drinker or had you not started at exactly the legal age of drinking? Now, I'm a little bit different because I didn't really start drinking until I was maybe 50, 51, 52, somewhere in there. And uh, then I asked myself, why? Where have you been all my life? Um, and, you know, that, that came with uh, going out every night. And like I say, I, I think, uh, you know, if I was, if I was taking nips uh, during the show, that would be an issue. It definitely would be an issue. But, uh, you know, just uh, going out, having something to eat, doing some socializing, um, that's not really a, a, an issue at all. And, uh, again, there's a deer in Williamsville who can attest to my fine driving abilities, so there was no impairment whatsoever. Uh, if there had been, that deer would be would, would have been dispatched last night by the Amherst police, and it has, it has no idea how close it came and how lucky it is that I was behind the wheel of my car, and my car is extremely responsive, and it was honestly... And this is an exaggeration, but that deer was so close to the windshield that I could see the deer ticks crawling all over it. That's how close. It it had to be an inch away at most. It was the closest I've ever come. This this fawn just like ran out um, right from the the left, right in front of the car. And I, I don't know. Usually my deer dar kicks in. For some reason last night it was malfunctioning. Um... You know, it functioned well enough to save the deer's life and to save me from calling uh, Jeff Mucciarelli. Uh, let's go to uh, John in uh, Kenmore. John, you're on WBEN. Hello. Hi, Tom. How you doing? Hello. I'm a little angry right now, but I'll yeah. get over it. I'm pushing 80, and uh, maybe about four times a week. Matter of fact, when we get off the phone now, I'm going to get on and make one. I have a Southern Comfort Manhattan before dinner. How many times a week? About four times. Okay. One one drink, and if we go out some night to someone's house, like, and if there's another driver, I may have two drinks. But that, that's about it, as far as me drinking. But uh, I have a embarrassing story for you, if you want to hear it. Yeah, you know, one of the topics is the most embarrassing thing you have ever seen anybody do when they've been drunk. Go ahead. I was a tour bus driver in the late '70s, early '80s, and we had a, a, a trip down to uh, Pittsburgh for a ball game. And a lot of beer on the bus, going and coming. So coming back, I'm driving driving down up 79, about 70 miles an hour, and this guy comes up, taps me on the shoulder, and says, Sir, my, my teeth, he threw up his teeth, went into the crapper in the back of the bus. I says, I can't do anything about that now, but when maybe we get back to the pickup, we can do something about it. So we finally got back to the pickup, got the bus pulled over, and it was all liquid in the toilets, no tissue or anything. Mm-hmm. So I dumped it, which was against the law, but I did it for him. And out his came his teeth. Oh. He picks them up, he puts them in his mouth. Oh, oh, God. Now, yeah, now he's got all this blue around his lips, and I'm thinking he's going to go home now and kiss his wife or someone. I, 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 
the extent to which I want to puke right now is so great, I may not be able to resist a guy taking his artificial teeth out of a collective pot of urine and without even washing or disinfecting, popping them into his mouth? Yep, put them right in. Okay. Yeah, was about he... Canada. About Canada now. We were up in Canada two weeks ago to a, 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 a ball game at Blue Jay Stadium. I bought a glass of wine and two uh, draft beers from uh, the people that were with me, $59. Yep. So maybe they made that rule in, in Canada because people can't afford more than two drinks a week. Well, it, does, it doesn't matter to the uh, government because that's more tax revenue. Uh, yeah. I don't know that that's why they uh, would have made that particular um, recommendation in Canada, which any hardworking, hard-drinking Canadian is going to ignore. I mean, these are the people who brought us Labatt's, for goodness sake. Yeah. Um, thank you for the call, and thank you for one of the most disgusting stories I've ever heard in my okay, life. Okay, Tom, have a good night. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> All right, hold on, Anonymous and others, and um, – yeah, that's that's pretty that's pretty gross. I mean, that's that's like so beyond. That is so over the river sticks of common sense. I have no, I got nothing here. Let's go to traffic on News Radio nine thirty W B E N. What an excremental lot we have today. Nothing like getting a case of the hiccups doing a show on alcoholism. Uh, don't read anything into that, but it is rather um, ironic. Uh, here's anonymous in uh, Buffalo. You are on W B E N. Welcome to the show. Hi, Tom. Yes, ma'am. So I am an alcoholic. Um, I am in recovery and have been for a number of years, but uh, I will always be an alcoholic. Um, and, you know, I've heard you ask some folks, what, what, you know, how much does it take to make you an alcoholic? From my experience, which is the only thing I can share, is it's not how much, it's why you drink. Okay, go into that a little further. So for me, I went through most of my adult life drinking as a social drinker, you know, a glass of wine with dinner, a beer at the ball game. Um, And then, you know, things in my life changed in my late 30s where my marriage Mm. um, got bad. Won't go into detail there. Um, Was that because of the drinking? No, I started because of the marriage. Okay, turning. understood, understood. Yeah. yeah, I used, so that's what I'm saying, the reason for changing my drink. I no longer used it as a social, you know, tool, that something I enjoyed. I now use it as a coping mechanism in my life. Uh, that's, I mean, it. look, it's, it's not unusual, as you know, um, for people going through a divorce or going through a breakup to drink more than they usually drank. And you're right. It is a coping mechanism. Yes. And, you know, as the, I stuck with the marriage, which I was in for quite some time, and uh, things got worse and worse the more I drank, the worse, obviously, the relationship got and ultimately ended in divorce which did push me into recovery, thank goodness. Um, but it's, um, it's a daily battle. It doesn't matter how many years you've abstained. It's, um, once you cross that line, there's a saying in the program that once you become a pickle, you can't be a cucumber again. So once you cross that line, 
you can't go back. Um, interesting. So you like you can't you, see th- th- that's the thing that would um, that that would concern me about alcoholics. Alcohol is ubiquitous in our society. It's everywhere. You go into a restaurant, you see the bar. What's behind the bar? A whole bunch of booze. You go to the grocery store. What's there? Beer. Um, yeah. And I, I would imagine that the temptation, I mean, if somebody's trying to give up cocaine, I mean, it's kind of easy to stay away from cocaine because it's not being sold at, sorry, let me take that back. It's not being sold at most stores on the corner. Um, some of them, yes, but not most of them. Uh, so it's, you know, you got you to gotta seek it out. But with you as an alcoholic, um, it's everywhere. Uh, would you like to hold on through the news and, and talk to us because you're extremely well-versed in this and you're easy on the ears? So can you do that? Absolutely. All right. Uh, stand by. Uh, anonymous in uh, Buffalo. Going to continue this. I think it's an important discussion. I really do. And... Um, you know, I, I can definitely, I can definitely see how somebody can start to drink a lot more after uh, a relationship goes downhill and then ends than they did before, and use it as a coping mechanism. I mean, the question then is, well, how long are you going to use it as a coping mechanism? Because it doesn't solve anything, and all it really is, anyway, it's a depressant. So all it's going to do is just make you even more down than you were. Although it might it might numb the pain, but it also depresses you. So it's kind of like a no-win situation, you know? 